Hey guys, uh, before this episode begins, I just wanted to let you know that you might be noticing a few little blips or parts of the audio that sound a little incongruent or choppy in terms of the audio. And that's because when I received this recording from ColorCast where it is recorded live every Thursday, there were some areas where the audio didn't seem to save properly or record right. Things like this happen, and I essentially just went back in and re-recorded those little segments to add some context and fill you in so it didn't jump around too, too much. So if you notice that, that's why. Just wanted to give you a heads up. But thank you so much for listening, and enjoy the episode. Welcome back to another week of Pitches Be Crazy, MLB Talk with Lily Schumacher. Uh, I'm Lily, and I'm ready to talk some baseball. So a lot has happened over the last week, and of course for me, that's good. Um, I'm glad that there's a lot more to talk about. I'm glad that so much has been going on in baseball, but wow, has a lot been going on in baseball. And I think the thing for me is that there's been a lot of those sort of headlines that I personally enjoy the most and I enjoy the most to talk about where it's all of the weird things and kind of crazy moments, big splashing headlines, all that sort of thing, along with some kind of odd, weird (laughs) niche happenings. So I I was very excited kind of getting the show together for this week. So we're going to do it. We're going to do it. So, all right. Before we jump right on in, I'm going to run through some standings first, and we're going to start with talking about the American League, and yeah, here it goes. So um, again, as of recording this, it's around 7.19 Central Time, uh, 7.19 p.m. Central Time, so keep in mind, depending on where you're listening, if you're listening to this after on you know, streaming platform of your choice. Obviously, this record might change a little bit. Might not. It just depends. So just keep that in mind. Keep that in mind. And um, it is literally Thursday, June 9th. So there you go. There you go. That's my little precursor, my little warning. So in the AL East, the Yankees are still large and in charge. They are actually the first team to 40 wins, having an impressive record of 40 wins and 16 losses. Uh, they are on a one-game losing streak, but still, they maintain a six-and-a-half-game lead over Tampa Bay. So Tampa's pr- sitting pretty with a 34-23 and 23 record. Uh, Toronto's close behind, though, only half a game back, having a record of 33-23. and 23. Baltimore and Boston are still sitting at the bottom, and Baltimore is performing the worst in said division, 16-and-a-half uh, games back. Uh, moving on into the AL West, the Astros have really taken command in the AL West and are leading by nine and a half games with a record of 36 and 21. Uh, believe it or not, the Texas Rangers and the Los Angeles Angels are tied for that second place spot. Technically, the Angels have it um, because they have a record of 27 and 31, but Texas Rangers have a record of 26 and 30. So they're just, they're right there. Um, They're both nine and a half games back. And the Mariners 
are only half a game behind them with a record of 26 and 31. So again, it looks like that second spot there is going to be kind of, kind of hard fought for. Uh, we're going to continue to see that be really interesting. I think as teams kind of settle in, um, I'm going to talk a little bit more about the Angels shortly, but uh, you know me. I like the Mariners. I really do. I like what's happening with them there. And I think they're kind of picking up some momentum at the right time, but we'll see what happens for them. Um, and of course, Oakland is also in the division. So moving on, uh, <laughs> moving on to the American League East, Minnesota is still leading with a uh, record of 33-25. and 25. Cleveland, the Guardians, are four games back. The White Sox are five and a half games back. And Detroit and Kansas City are, you know, hanging in there, doing what they can, but not having too great of seasons. Uh, but crazy to see that Minnesota has been doing this well and have been dis- disincharged. And I did get a notification from MLB saying that they got homers in their first three at-bats at um, into this game. Uh, off of Garrett Cole, so Luis Arise, uh, Byron Buxton, and Carlos Correa all hit home runs off of Garrett Cole. So pretty dang impressive, if I do say so myself. And, you know, they're just really doing it. It has been crazy to see the White Sox underperforming to the extent they have. I believe there was an update with um, Jimenez and when he'll be back. So that'll give him something, but hey, Guardians, let me just say, like, way to go. I'm really proud. I'm really happy to see it. So love that a lot. But let's move on into the National League. So first going in the National League East, uh, the Mets still leading. They're on a team losing streak, but doesn't matter too much at this point. So they have a 38-21 and 21 record. So one thing I would like you guys to note quickly is that both New York teams have the top two records in MLB right now. So New York is doing something right. Um, the Braves are seven games back, record of 30 and 27. And just under 500, the Phillies are nine games back. But the Braves and Phillies are both coming, are both currently on a seven game winning streak. So they're hot. They're, they are hot as hell. And Miami is, you know, actually hanging in there. Washington, the Nationals are not. Um, <laughs> moving to the NL West, the Dodgers are once again leading that division. Again, they have the third best record in Major League Baseball with 37, going 37 and 20. Um, but the Padres are only two games back with a record of 35 and 22. San Francisco, six and a half games back. Um, and Arizona and Colorado are 10 and 12 games back, respectively. So, Pretty solid, pretty solid happenings there. Moving on to the NL Central, the Milwaukee Brewers are still leading with a record of 33 and 26, but the Cardinals are only half a game back with a record of 32 and 26. Pittsburgh is still in that number three spot, six and a half games back. The Cubs, eight and a half games back, and the Reds, 12 games back. So could be worse for them. Um, you know, since I think I started posting this and putting this out there on all the different platforms, the Reds have been doing significantly better. So that's something to be exciting about. One thing I would like to say, too, that's really fun about the NL Central right now is every team is on a losing streak. So we'll get more into that later. But, you know, really, really some good stuff that's happening so far. And again, thank you for anybody else who's been tweeting in. Truly appreciate it. Uh, 
And yeah, like C. McBride says in the chat, I can't believe the Angels are still in second despite their long losing streak. Yeah, you can say that again. <laughs> um, uh, again, I'm going to be talking about them during this episode, but you just got to wait a second because I had some other things I wanted to talk about first. So, of course, I did want to mention uh, congrats to the Yankees for getting to 40 wins and being the first team there. Also, just kudos to New York. Um, I'll repeat that and just say amazing what they're doing and the fact that both teams are doing this well in this moment is really amazing, uh, especially the Mets, you know, in spite of the injuries to Max Scherzer and Jacob deGrom. It's not ideal, but they're really trucking along. Uh, Pete Alonso, they were worried that I think he fractured his hand. Turns out it's fine. Um, I don't know when he'll be back in the lineup, but also good news on that end. So Mets are growing on me. I can't, I can't say they aren't. Um, <laughs> I still am a little wary of my feelings and my emotions, but I'm not as upset with them as I once had been. There's just really not a reason for me to hate on them in the way I have previously because they just look like they're out there having a good time. And I think that's always the best way to perform as a team that you're going to do your best when you're having fun, when you want to win it for yourself, for your teammates, uh, for the league for your fan base, everything. When you're doing that, you're going to play good baseball. I really, really believe that. And I think that's the term for, that's the method for long-term success. And of course, there's a lot of season left. It feels like there's already been so much baseball and there has been, but we haven't even quite hit that halfway point. So it's hard to make too big of like sweeping statements or judgments at this point, but Again, we're nearing all-star break, so you just got to keep that in mind, which is also another thing I wanted to mention. Um, I believe ballots opened yesterday or the day before. Um, so listen, go vote for your guys. Just do it. Uh, I think you can vote like a mess of times each day. Just do it. It's fun. Get your favorite players in there. Uh, I know the MLB like app, they posted a article saying, you know, here's one guy for each team who, you know, deserves to be there, deserves to get a shot in there. And listen, do it. Just find those guys you like. Vote for them. I know for me, too, this is an opportunity to give some credit to other players on different teams that I also really enjoy and love. But maybe next week I'll kind of give a I'll kind of give a rundown on some of my favorites or guys who I really want to see in the All-Star game. I think that would be a lot of fun. So I'll definitely have to do that. But main story tonight. So I kind of have two things to talk about specifically, but it is it does really come down to two stories, which, you know, it seems like it wouldn't be a lot to talk about, but boy, howdy, is it a lot to talk about. So Currently, um, in baseball, it's a it's been a very bad time to be a manager named Joe because uh, there aren't any anymore. Both Joe Madden and Joe Girardi were fired, um, let go over the past week, and were relieved of their managerial duties. So we went from having two managers named Joe to none. And if your name is Joe and you are a manager for major league baseball team um good luck because right now with uh with what we've been dealing with it looks like you're gonna have a hard time um hard time staying beyond three years uh 
if that is your name, but, you know, looking for somebody to break the curse, so the thing is that's been, that's really interesting about this, too, is that we're experiencing kind of two very different, uh, like, outcomes post-firing, so the teams have both been doing something. It's just very different directions of something. So I'm going to talk about the Phillies first, and I believe that will be to uh, JJ's delight. <laughs> so well, we got to talk about it. And I'm going to go more in depth when I do my little NL Central talk towards the end of the show. But let's talk about it. So Joe Girardi is out in Philly. Um, it, basically, in his tenure, which was a little over two seasons, as the manager for the Philadelphia Phillies, he had a record of 132 wins to 141 losses. So under 500, but again, nothing terrible. Uh, it's a pretty significant sample size, but it's also not, I would say, enough to have a huge sort of like sweeping statement about it, but not great. And I think we can be a little harsher on him, considering that the Phillies have had great pitching and a really great offensive guys that should have been able to push this team into being otherworldly. And that didn't really happen. And I think that's, what's been upsetting to a lot of Phillies fans. And I guess even just baseball fans in general, that it's like you have like Zach Wheeler having a phenomenal season. And then you also do have like just all of these guys that are in here doing a lot. You had Bryce Harper, who got his another MVP last season, but you're still not able to get to the postseason. You're still not able to capitalize on it. You have Alec Bohm and Reese Hoskins, who should be doing a lot to this lineup. D.D. Gregorius. There's a lot there that, you know, should have made the Phillies more successful in the past couple of seasons, but they just never got there. And, you know, it's hard to say at this moment, is that completely his fault? Um, you know, maybe it could be, it might not be, but from, if it's anything between just how he was managing the team, what the clubhouse was like, I think that change is always, it's always interesting to see how it goes. And I will say sometimes it's for the best, sometimes it isn't, and it's going to take time to actually see that. Uh, so one thing though, that is very promising for them is that after going um this season starting off with a 21 and 29 record uh since they let go of Girardi they've gone 6 and 0 and have had back-to-back series sweeps so you know obviously this is a very 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 small sample size um under their interim manager Rob Thompson but this already might be kind of our sign or evidence that just getting Joe Girardi out of there was what they needed to do to find success. Um, I think sometimes it's obviously not going to be that simple and we're not going to see them just go undefeated the rest of the season, but their morale seemed to be really up. Uh, The team was just really doing phenomenally offensively. Of course, American Family Fields are a really great place to hit. Um, but still, they were really looking like a different, more motivated team. And I think if they're going to be getting out of their funk, they're going to be dangerous. And it's just going to make things in the NL East 
a little bit more interesting um, if it already hasn't been enough with this Braves team, the Mets, you name it. It's definitely going to be an interesting division. And I think how it plays out down the road is really going to be exciting. Um, I think I'll probably check back in next week and see how they're doing. And we'll see if this is kind of a maintained success, but we're obviously not going to know for a while if this is going to be the answer for the Phillies or not. But moving on to a uh, different Joe, uh, Joe Madden was also just let go um, by the Angels. So, yeah. So the Angels released Joe Madden after a 12-game losing streak, and he was hired um, just before the 2020 pandemic season. And during his tenure, he went 130 uh, and 148. So again, under 500, um, but basically in those past three seasons. And yeah, I mean, it's not fun. It's not fun to be in that position. And I think something that has gotten talked about a lot, but I still don't think it's talked about enough, is just how difficult I think taking control of the Angels at the point he did was not easy, just considering how I think depleted the team was, where pitching was at, and still these expectations of, well, you have Mike Trout, why aren't you doing any better than this? And of course, over this offseason, they acquired guys like Noah Syndergaard, which was a phenomenal acquisition. Some of their own talent, you know, just continue to get better. And yeah, of course, they have Mike Trout and Shohei Otani, uh, last year's AL MVP winner. But this season started off, you know, all right for them. But then they just landed in this skid and have not been able to bounce back yet. And, you know, I think would there have been a chance for Madden to help this, you know, change? Sure. But they're not going to give him the opportunity. Uh Again, too, we finally get to see Anthony Rendon back, who's been out for, you know, significant amounts of time because of an injury. And Joe Madden's not going to really get a full season of a healthy, healthy Angels team to manage. And we'll see what happens. Um, I, again, I, I have, a, I have just still have an interesting time with it because I think, too, just to see two firings like this pretty early on in the season is really interesting to me, um, especially just considering <laughs> the state that they're in. And I don't know if this is going to do anything better for the team for this for the rest of the season. And Joe Madden said he was shocked. And the thing is, too, we know he can be a successful manager. He's done it. He's done with the Cubs. But I've already seen a lot of really interesting articles saying that this is really going to change, I think, his Hall of Fame chances from going to almost a, you know, near certain Hall of Fame manager to him being very questionable. But I think we do have to just give him a little bit of, cut him a little bit of slack considering the team he inherited, the status of these players, their health, etc., you can't put the blame entirely on him there. Uh, there's a lot. There's so much more at play. Um, 
So that's, I think, just something to be aware of, and it's going to be something to watch the rest of the season. And this is the other thing, too. I, I understand this debate, and I understand why people make it and why they continue to bring it up, but a lot of people are always upset where they go, how are the Angels underperforming? How are they losing? How do they have a losing record? How are they under 500 when they have the two best players on the planet? How are they doing this when they have Mike Trout and Shohei Otani? How are they not contenders? And again, I think it's confusing and frustrating to see, especially from the fan perspective. But at the same time, this is where I bring up baseball is a team sport. Of course, having two really good players is going to do a lot for you, but everything has to align for you to be a good team. That means your pitching is doing consistently well. You're consistently hitting well. And having both of those factors combined to, you know, actually rack up a good number of wins. And sometimes it just doesn't click. And it's not because the talent's not there. Sometimes it might be because of the team chemistry. It might be for a number of reasons. But it's not all dependent on one player. And like uh, Sports Today with JJ said in the chat, I always tell people it's not basketball. And exactly, I think we like to have this idea that baseball is another very individualistic sport. And of course, there's elements of it where that might be the case where there's one guy pitching to a single batter at a given time, but there's a lot more going into it than that. It's almost in the same way that a perfect game can be saved by a ridiculously good defensive play, like a shortstop making a huge grab or, you know, third baseman not letting a, a hit go up, th- up the uh, third baseline. It's all things like that where you can't accomplish any of it by itself. And I know you can technically make that argument for any other sport where it's like, well, you can't just win a game because you're the Buccaneer of Giannis Antetokounmpo, it's more than that. But I think baseball just does not get enough of that representation of being a good team sport. And by considering everything that factors into it, if you have a weak link, it's not going to work. So you kind of have to really be connecting on all cylinders. And I think people need to understand that with the Angels. And sometimes, too, your whole team goes through a slump. That's just sometimes something that happens. Shohei hasn't been having the best outings recently, and it's understandable. Every pitcher goes through that. Every batter has a slump. It just sucks that I think a lot of these slumps are kind of happening, uh, you know, all at once. It's just not fun, but, you know, they're trying to figure it out. They have a game tonight at 5.58 p.m. um, against the Boston Red Sox, continuing that series, but... Since the firing of Joe Madden, they have only lost. Um, They've lost two more games, making it a franchise record 14-game losing streak. And they decided, you know, we're let's. What could we do to break this losing streak? What What could we do? Um, You know, looking through all the books, trying to figure it out, doing the best research they can, getting the scientists in there, and they go, "Hey, no, whoa, 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 whoa! I've got it. I've got it." Um, we're going to change all of your walk-up songs to songs by Nickelback. And maybe that will break this. Maybe that will break the streak. Maybe then we can turn it around. And 
they they certainly tried to do it. And did it work? No, it didn't. They still lost. I will say it was one to nothing, so could have been a worse loss. But it, it was it was an attempt, and it just you know didn't quite pan out. And that's something that maybe you move on from it. Maybe you try it again today. Maybe you try a different band or different artist or something. But who's going to forget about this anytime soon? Because I don't think anybody will. In a way, it almost <laughs> makes this sort of uh, losing streak more interesting, more exciting, because you're just waiting to, for them to figure out what it is. And of course, you're like, this is really awful. This is really sad that they are going through this huge losing streak. But at the same time, you're like, damn, it's pretty fun that they decided, you know, maybe Nickelback will solve this problem. So we're not going to forget about this too quickly. So if you were wondering, um, I will go through what each player, which song each player walked up to. So um, going from top to bottom, show... T- <laughs> Sorry, I already was like thinking about less laughing. Okay. Shohei Otani uh, walked up to Photograph. Joe Adele to Rockstar. Jared Walsh to How You Remind Me. Matt Duffy to Someday. Uh, Juan Lagares, If Today Was Your Last Day. Brandon Marsh to When We Stand Together. Jack Mayfield to What Are You Waiting For? Kurt Suzuki to This Afternoon. And Tyler Wade to Animals. So, again, I commend the effort. I love the idea. I'm sad it didn't work out because I think that would have made everything better. But somebody did point out that we do have a clip now of Shohei Otani walking up to Photograph. And, you know, maybe that's just what we needed. Let's, let's, let's just, you know, think about that. So... I'm interested to see where this is going to go. We'll see if they can break it tonight. Um, again, I just want to hear more about the how they are going through these tactics and what it is that got them to that point because, boy, do I love it. So, um, and I see uh, some comments in the chat. So, um, from Sports Today with JJ, imagine being Mike Trout's sports psychologist right now. Yeah, not ideal. Um, hopefully he's... Uh, Continuing to swim upstream. Um, things are things will be things will be better for Mike Trout. Um, C. McBride says Joe Adele needs to walk up to Adele, preferably uh, Fire to the Rain. Also a great recommendation. And Lil Baby Jesus said, "Hell yeah, brother! Nickel backing for life. Right on, right on." So, listen for my last little story of the night. Um, I gotta, of course, talk about the NL Central. And as I mentioned when I was going through standings. Something very interesting is happening in the NL Central in that every team is on a losing streak or every team has at least lost their last game that they have played. And again, that's not great. But at the same time, it's kind of ridiculous that something like that happens when, <laughs> when you know, there is actually a very tight race at the top. And essentially, you go through like a week of baseball and basically nothing changes. Like, I think that's even more ridiculous to see that happen up top. So essentially, um, the Brewers have had a small lead over the St. Louis Cardinals for the number one spot in the NL Central. And this became, I would say, of 
oof, like something that was of more focus after they split a four game series. And we were able to see, yes, this is going to really continue to be a tight race and potentially could be back and forth. Like neither team really took the edge there, leaving it tied, uh, tied in their record against each other. So where, where do you go from there? And that's where you hope then in these series after it, that one of the teams can break away. So maybe the Cardinals start losing and you hope, okay, Brewers are going to do what they can to win these games to really increase their lead over the Cardinals or the Cardinals looking to do the exact same thing. Um, instead, neither were able to take advantage of this play um, because they both just got swept. Um, they both got swept. So both teams that are at the top of the NL Central just got swept. Uh, the Cardinals um, got swept in three games against the Tampa Bay Rays, and the Brewers got swept in, against, in a three-game series against the Phillies, which they lost game number three today, um, in which was another slugfest for the Phillies. So, what? Obviously, these losses aren't exciting for either the Brewers nor the Cardinals, but the fact that there really hasn't been any movement or shifting or significant changes in the standings since their last time playing with each other is ridiculous. The Brewers still have just that narrow half-game lead, but you would have expected that since then, we would have seen something more happen, and we didn't. <laughs> we really didn't. Uh, the Brewers suffered terribly against a hot, 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 hot Phillies team, like I had previously mentioned, and the Rays were just cruising at home and were able to really take control of that series early on. I know today um, Shane McClanahan pitched a gorgeous game and facing uh, Miles Michaelis, who I have both of them for my fantasy baseball team, and it wasn't that Michaelis didn't do well today. It's just that the Rays still were able to take it and keep that game for themselves. So really interesting. Uh, something else of note, too, is that the Brewers just had a absolutely horrific homestand. Um, they went, I believe, one for seven, and they're known for being great at home. And this is obviously very uncharacteristic for them. But they start a road trip tomorrow. I think it's their last three-city road trip of the season. And I think there's a chance that for some reason they're just going to continue to play well on the road and finally settle in with having Hunter Renfro back and Willie Adamas. Um, obviously, the time frame for Omar Narvaez, who's on the COVID IL, uh, Brandon Woodruff, Freddie Peralta. It's right now we're not exactly sure what that return timeline is looking like, but you can hope that soon, sometime soon, that changes for them. Um, and of course, I'm saying you hope, I hope, <laughs> I hope as a Brewers fan that they can change things around and use this uh, road trip as a time to get back to their senses and figure things out. Um, I know starting the starting pitcher tomorrow against their series in the Nationals is going to be Aaron Ashby, who has been doing phenomenally. Uh, it just sucks when all of a sudden you had you have these pitchers like Corbin Burns and Eric Lauer, who's been ridiculous this season, and Brandon Woodruff, who's obviously now injured. 
but they've been having good starts. Maybe they're not the best quality start, but they haven't been bad starts by any means. But what happened last season was Brandon Woodruff, he had amazing starts just every single time. And then the Brewers would not get any runs or would get like a single run. And it was never enough for him to get the win or at least, oh, get, or get facing a no decision. He like never got in those situations. And it's happening to like every pitcher this season. So we're going to see Aaron Ashby starting tomorrow, followed by Eric Lauer against Patrick Corbin. And then Jason Alexander, no, not that Jason Alexander, will be um, starting and facing a pitcher to be named for the Nationals. So again, I think there's room for improvement and it's not, I don't, I don't think all is lost yet. Um, a losing streak like this sucks. Um, I believe this is a, is it a five game losing streak now? I don't want to think about it. Um, it's not ideal and it puts you in a really difficult spot. Um, six game losing streak. Hello. Um, and it's never ideal, but I think considering the injuries they're coming off of and where they're at in the schedule, it could be a lot worse in terms of the timing. So only time will tell with that one, um, but we'll we'll have to see. So, you know, thank you all for listening today to another episode of Pitches Be Crazy. Um, this is where I tell everybody to go out and vote for All-Stars. Go, go pack them ballots. You got a lot of votes available. Get your favorite guys in there. What are you doing? Go do it. And if you want, I would appreciate um, listening to, if you ever want to listen to Pitches Be Crazy again for some reason, you can find me on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, and pretty much anywhere else. Um, if you have a chance to like subscribe, follow me, uh, give me a review rating, please do. I would very much appreciate it. Um, but yeah, that's going to do it for tonight. Thank you guys all so much for listening, and I will see you next Thursday.